This is the Yob ConvoCast. One-on-one conversations with your other brother's authors, community members, supporters, and friends. What's up, friends, and welcome back to the Yob ConvoCast conversations with everybody I can find, everybody I can get my hands on. I love getting my hands on this person. (laughs) Getting him to come onto the show, getting to hang out with him, getting to talk with him. It's been forever and a day. Um, I'm really excited today. Let me let me introduce him first, and then I'll introduce what we're doing here today. It's our faithful and true Yab co-founder from the beginning, Matthew. What's up, Matthew? What up, everyone? What up? I like how you say that. It sounds so natural. Is that how you Thank greet you. people in general? You say what up? Yeah. Yeah. It's like I, I basically say, yeah, no, yeah, it's legit what I say. And it's kind of like chill, like I, it's a non-threatening way um, Mm. of just kind of greeting somebody. And not only that, but it's like, hey, like, why don't we just like have an environment to just relax? A non-threatening way to greet someone as an eight with lots of threatening energy. (laughs) Yes, exactly. (laughs) You like to lull them into a sense of security. You know, it's interesting when you, when you say what up, it feels so natural. And yet, as I introduce this show and I say, what's up? Like that is so that like I do not. It's almost like a jokey thing. It's a jokey greeting. It's not natural at all. I don't say "what's up" in real life, but no. for this show, I say "what's up" just to just to switch yeah. it up a little bit. Anyway, oh yeah, Matthew, I'm glad you're here, and I'm glad you agreed to be on this show because we are kicking off a new summer series. No, we're not talking about the Enneagram, although Ooh. we did that. We did that last summer. We did that with Matthew and we did that with a slew of my other brothers. You guys can go check the archives from 2022. Uh, We did this awesome Enneagram summer series. I wanted to do another summer series of ConvoCast guests this year. And I was trying to think like what would be a good topic or what would be a good jumping off point. Um, As we record this, we're in the middle of June right now, which is widely recognized as Pride Month in America. I know there are different parts of the world or even different states or cities that celebrate pride at different times of the year. But by and large, June is pride month here in America. So you see all the companies changing their logos to rainbows and all the signs and postings that are happening on social media and everything that's happening right now in real time as we're, as we're recording. I wanted to do something in sort of in line with that, but focusing on sexuality in this, your other brother's community um, and just kind of explore sexuality a little bit as kind of a, as kind of a nod to this Pride Month season that we're in here in June. Um, and something that I landed on, which has been something that's been in the back of my mind for so long now. I mean, honestly, almost as long as the Enneagram series. That Enneagram series was in my mind for years. I just didn't know if we had the guests and the people to do it and pull it off. So we did. Um, and my hope is that this year we have the next slate of people to pull this off as well, is exploring sexual identity in our community. Because we identify in so many different ways. And we actually had a Discord. We, we have this private Discord for our Patreon subscribers. And we had a Discord posting recently that talked about labels um, and how everyone identifies and kind of what feels the most comfortable to them or why they use this one or not use this one. Um, And I just thought this would be a fascinating exploration to see all these people in our community, these beautiful, diverse people in our community who are all trying to follow Jesus like the same way, but the expression of that and the manifestation, the identification of that is so diverse and so different according to our our sexual orientations and our identities and how we express that. So I thought we would kick it off today with Matt 
And I have so many follow-ups already in our text that we've been having that. So we need to yeah. just start from the beginning. How do you identify as a sexual creature? Uh, I, I, yeah. So uh, for myself, um, with my, I guess, identity, um, I identify as a gay man. And with that, it's just, just kind of like the obvious thing. I'm attracted to guys and I'm not attracted to girls or any other uh, genders or anything like that. And um, that's where I'm the most comfortable. Uh, that's where I um, know myself uh, in the identity issues. And it's just for myself, it's just plain and simple. Like I like guys. So therefore I'm gay and it's, it's just as simple as that. So it's like, Oh, but Matthew, it is not as simple as that. <laughs> let's, really? Let's start, let's start cracking open the layers a little bit because this is actually good timing. I'm glad you're our first guest for this series because you wrote a blog post recently, a couple of weeks ago as of this recording, and I will absolutely link it in the notes description of this episode. Um, but you talked about liking a girl and tell, not only just liking a girl, but telling it to her face that you liked this girl and the story. Yeah. That, and we're we are, by the way, we are still waiting for like the conclusion of that or the continuation of that. So no pressure whatsoever, but kind yeah, of. Yeah, no pressure whatsoever. So can yeah. you, yeah, I would love to, ex I would love to explore that with you then. You just said you're attracted to men and not to women and yet you liked this girl. So what is, what's going yeah. on? Yeah. So, so when that happens, um, I was going through a lot of stuff. And if you uh, read a uh, previous blog series, um, I was going through a lot of stuff of, uh, uh, financially, I didn't really have a job. Uh, not only that, but I was having problems with, uh, my, uh, then best friend and how our relationship was kind of taking off and, uh, him, um, having a girlfriend and kind of leaving me behind so he could, uh, venture off into that relationship. But at the same time, for myself, I was having this like kind of like um, interesting, um, confusing feelings about um, this girl, uh, which I say in in the in the blog uh, Annie, and I would say it was it was definitely a crush, um, but I that was the first time I ever actually like had feelings for another woman and that right there was very confusing because for majority of my life um i was attracted to guys and that's um definitely um shifted um the way i uh view myself and well i wouldn't say it um shifted it challenged it challenged um uh a viewpoint of of, of how i looked at stuff um but after that um after that incident hasn't happened again i see so she's the only girl that you've had those feelings for yes really was it physical sexual at all or was it just like emotional like what was kind of the flavor of of attraction it was say? it was i would say it was a bit physical like maybe um maybe sexual like probably i would say five percent sexual Okay. Um, because I, yeah, because I, uh, was, um, I could, I could feel like the, the sexuality part, like, um, kind of like in, inside of me, just like, oh, it was like, this is kind of interesting. But at the same time, it was like, mm -hmm. I was 
I was confused because it was like, wait, it's like, I'm actually like, I'm not attracted to girls like whatsoever. And thinking about having like straight sex, like a, a, a guy and a girl having sex like that right there just kind of like turns me off. But then like kind of like have dabbling in the imagination of like, oh, it's like, what if we get married and actually have sex? Like, how would that affect me? And not only that, how would it affect her? And it's like, could I like, view myself like having sex with this woman that i have a crush on so uh during that time it was it was very uh it was very interesting to say the least um as much as i say that a lot so do you do you still identify like are you still like that still feels completely comfortable to you identifying as gay or do you feel like there's this little like i I wouldn't say like a doubt in your mind but is there like something in your mind that's like huh like is there is there more wiggle room than maybe I thought there was? Like, is it not as rigid as I once thought it was? Yeah, um, it was, I would say both. Of uh, One, I'm very comfortable with my sexuality of, of gay. Like, I mean, like, I just recently got done with the gym and there's a lot of guys that I'm actually attracted to just going in there and it's just like, like, boom, boom, boom. But like all these like, like really like handsome guys in there. And it's like, wow, it's like, this is like amazing. But at the same time, uh, looking back uh, during the time when I was attracted to uh, Annie, it definitely have uh, challenged me to have that wiggle room. I was like, hey, it's like maybe like sexuality isn't like defined. Maybe like um, how um, society says it, maybe it's on a spectrum. So um, just asking around and um, I'm kind of like a, a preview in my next blog. Um, went to uh, a, a friend of mine who's gay, but he's not a believer as well. So kind of like asking his uh, um, him questions because um, kind of this is kind of kind of a spoiler alert. Um, going into the next blog, um, so my friends that I went to, uh, he actually used to date girls, um, but now um, now identifies as gay and he is actually married to um, a guy. So um, him and his uh, husband. Um, have a pretty good have a pretty good relationship, and I kind of um, look up to them as a um, um, a way to look at a healthy relationship as a whole, not as like a, a, a same sex couple, but just like a, just a couple in general. Right, like you're not going to them, you're not going to them for like spiritual leadership, but just no. from like a relational standpoint. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. So he he's the one that kind of challenged me. He's like, hey, it's like maybe. Um, your sexual identity is not defined as like a like um, certainty of, of gay. Maybe it's like you're on a spectrum and maybe, yeah, you're gay, but you maybe have like feelings for that specific girl and that girl only. So like maybe you should have an open mind about it. So he, he helped me out pretty, pretty well. But there's That's also another stuff that like, yeah, other stuff that um, I'm going to talk about um, that he did challenge me on that um, did affect um, my faith as well. So that's, that's, we a will, yeah, we will look out for that blog at some point in the next six months. <laughs> to yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hopefully, yeah sooner, uh, hopefully sooner. Hopefully your writer's block has left you. Yeah, it, it, it has now. Uh, now I'm just have to, uh, prioritize my time to, um, to write about it because I'm a pretty busy man. You are. No, I, Oh, I know. We even mentioned yeah. like last time, last time we had a recording, we were together in New Mexico after hanging out with balloons and boys. So we had all kinds of fun yeah. adventuring around New Mexico. It was fun times. Um, 
I wanted to ask you, so you and I both met, we met on Zanga during those good old days of blogging anonymously on this network. That's how you and I met. And I like met oh, you yeah. when I first moved across the country to California. I crashed your couch wherever you were living at the time. Um, yeah. And that was the first time I met you in person. And so we come from the same culture of like those late 2000s, like the Zanga culture. Mm -hmm. Side B was not a term yet. I don't nope. think anyone back then, and correct me if I'm wrong, I don't think anyone back then identified as gay. Like we, I identified back then as same-sex attracted or SSA. That was kind of the yeah. consistent, pretty consistent identification in that world. Is that something, Is that was that part of your upbringing as well? Or am I oh, yeah. being too generalized? Uh, yeah, definitely. No, no, no. It was, uh, I definitely identified as uh, um, SSA. And then kind of like going into... Uh, the 2010s and then uh, kind of more uh, as like the Christian community um, kind of figured out what's the term uh, side A and side B was and how uh, for us who grew up in the church and kind of like branching out either from the church or like branching more of like what we identify as like whether still um, uh, I still identifying as like SSA or side B or side A or X and Y or whatever, like um, all of those terms. Um, for myself, I kind of went to SSA and then from there side B. And then now I'm just kind of like, uh, I mean, I, I could identify, but as of right now, I just identify as a Christian. Yeah, I'm gay, but um, I don't actually, I, I don't, it goes back to my blog. I don't. I. I don't identify as a gay Christian. I identify just as a Christian. It's. Uh, it's more easier for myself. Yeah, I wanted to ask you about that because you wrote a blog years ago. It was like one of our first year of posts, I think, back in 2016. I want to say I'll, I'll link that yeah. blog as well in the description because you titled it "Why I Don't Call Myself a Gay Christian." And so I was wondering because you had texted me and said, "Oh yeah, I identify as gay." But then I checked the records and I was like, wait, but you wrote a blog six years, seven years ago that says I don't identify or I don't call myself a gay Christian. And so I asked yeah. you, you're, like, you're allowed to change your mind. Like, so I was like, you could change yeah. your mind. That's totally fine. But I was wondering what the discrepancy was. And then what did you say? Yeah, I text you. I was like, I still stand to that. It's like, <laughs> I, I don't identify as a gay Christian still. So you just don't combine the two, which I no. find interesting. Tell us, yeah, why do you not like to combine the word gay and Christian, but you'll be fine identifying mm -hmm. as those separately gay or Christian. Yeah, tell me yeah. about that. So going back to the blog, uh, it still holds up, um, is one of the things that I um, hold is the view of heaven of whenever um, we enter heaven or whether it's like the, the last days or whatever. Um, like in heaven, I have a view of like everybody who um, passed and who struggles with whatever, whatever ailments or whatever um, things that they do um, in heaven, they don't, they won't be um, identified by their struggle or their, um, sexuality or anything like that. Everybody is basically a, a huge family. And for myself, I view that as like the like ending. So if I um, think of like heaven in that way, then why should I identify as a gay Christian? I'm a Christian. I'm Matt. So I, um, I'm friendly to others. I'm uh, harsh, uh, struggle with being harsh with other people but I am um, a lover of Jesus and I follow Jesus. 
um, to the uh, end of my life. And whatever happens in my life, uh, whatever um, season of, of life that I go through, um, I have Jesus um, to look up to, to look in scriptures, to have um, Christian friends and families uh, behind me that I need and their support as well. And just stuff that I just need to talk to. I have uh, a pastor who is very uh, supportive of just kind of like stuff that I go through. And not only that, but he also has a lot of questions. And there are times where he messes up too, but I give him grace too. But um, along with that, um, another thing that I talked about in my blog, which I still hold today as well, um, is kind of like I view my sexuality as a piece of me, not as a whole. So there's a lot of stuff that like you can define as Matt's like he's 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 an eight. He is friendly. He is like he's gay. Yeah, he's swole. He, yeah, he's he's a gym rat. <laughs> Uh, he likes longboarding. Um, yeah, he likes, say longboarding. Uh, yeah. Yeah, volleyball, all this stuff. So, like, a piece of, like, just my sexuality is just a piece of me. It's not the whole thing. And uh, for myself, I, um, it makes it easier because, like, I have a lot of friends. And then um, if my friends who um, either start to know um, that I'm gay, or just like has questions and I could just answer them. And that way, then once that answer is done, then we just go on with life and I can hang out with them or I could just like, just be by myself and like have enjoy myself in solitude. And um, yeah, so that's kind of basically it. It's just a piece. It's, yeah. It's, it's just a part of me. It's just something that's part of Matt. For sure. Yeah. And something I wanted to say I'll get better at introducing this series as after we do like five or six of these episodes or however many I wind up doing with people in our community. But something I want to say, you know, at the top of all of these episodes and I'll, I'll, I'm saying it now is like, there's no judgment. Like I'm not going to be sitting in my chair, like with my arms crossed and being like, I don't think you should identify that way. Like, let me tell you a better way to identify. Like I'm here to just like listen and learn and, and recognize that, um, that we've all come to these different like ways of parsing through all this and reconciling sexuality and faith. And cause I, I guarantee like, I'll probably talk to somebody else in this series who would identify as a gay Christian and they'll give an eloquent answer, I'm sure. And be, and feel completely genuine in identifying that way. But, but listening to you right now, like that makes sense to you. Like you don't want to conjoin these different parts of you and smush them together essentially with, um, with being a Christian. Like I like how you separated those and your mm -hmm. ultimate identity as a Christian and having that is what's going to be sticking into eternity. Like, I love that perspective of, um, of how you identify. Yeah. Not only that, but just me identifying as a Christian instead of a gay Christian, I found it more, um, there's more inclusion, uh, to be a part of the church community. And, um, uh, I mean, like I have friends who, yeah, who, who were, or who, who say that they were gay, or there are some who say that they were or they are gay and then there's some who um, are straight, but then like have like a passive drug abuse or like whatever. Mm -hmm. And it's like, and then like whatever we talk about and whether it's scripture or trying to apply it into our lives, then we can bring out our past and, or uh, what we identify as. And it's like, Hey, it's like, I can say this and encourage you because this is from my perspective. And maybe that you're not seeing it in like, this light because you're so focused with like what you see maybe this like um will help you out in the long run so um with the 
with how I view stuff, like just identifying as a Christian, um, it, I, I see it as more of a inclusion than, and, and then exclusion. Mm. And I'm sure this will come up. It's inevitable. The more people I talk to in this series, like um, when I, if people are comfortable identifying as a gay Christian or even just identifying as gay in general, like there are still people who are very confused about what that word means. And there's no, yeah. like, this is my, my hope for this series is that everyone's eyes are open a little bit to a label that you don't agree with, or you're not completely sure about or whatever. And my hope is that we all kind of see that every label is going to have its limitations. Like person A is going to interpret gay to mean this person B is going to interpret mm-hmm. your identification as gay to mean that. And if you use gay yeah. Christian and combine those words together, you're going to bring up all kinds of other conversations about what does that even mean or what, what does he oh, yeah. believe or how is he living or what, or, you know, whatever. And so, um, there's no perfect word that sums it all up, but at least I'll just speak for myself. Like I haven't yet found the perfect word that sums it all up, but, um, but it's like starts a conversation. It starts like the inclusion process of getting people to learn your story and learn a little bit more than just what one or two words can, can say. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, definitely. And like for those who um, do identify as a uh, gay Christian, like for myself, like, if, I mean, I'm not going to judge you. That's, that's who you identify with. And that's, that's you, that's mm-hmm. on, that's on you. So all I can do is like, it just be uh, the best person I could be and uh, be the encouraging person that I can be so I can like uplift you in life and um, edify whatever needs to be edified in your life. And that's, that's basically what my job is. And um, I mean, like, Hey, you do you, I'm going to do me. And like, if you do judge me, then I'm just going to say, screw you. So (laughs) spoken like a true eight, like a true eight Christian would would say, Um, I want to close out all of these episodes, Matt, by asking my guests, what the greatest struggle in your sexual identity is and what your greatest joy in your sexual identity is. So let's start in the deep end. Let's go to struggles. Let's go to struggle land. Um, yeah. What's, what's the, what's the most difficult part about identifying as gay? Yeah. So I, I I think the, the greatest struggle, um, for my identity, just being gay as general, uh, in general, um, is yeah. Like we can have a, general journalization of like oh like i'm attracted to this person and it's like oh yeah like i can like kind of see that but in actuality it's like not not you really can't because like there's also a lot of like homophobia that you had to deal yeah. with growing up and um whether it was within your family or within like internalized homophobia as well like you we had to struggle like a lot especially for us who grew up in the church as well so um yeah there's and not only that but like within today's society like there's still um homophobia uh that we still have to deal with like uh whether on a daily basis or just like every now and then it's still there and i think that's kind of like the struggle that's um i kind of like have too and not a not a lot of friends like um actually do get it i mean there are there are a few that like it clicks it's like oh okay then like i i understand and then others who will just argue till they're blue, till they're blue in the face, trying to be right. And all you can do, all you can do, is just kind of like let it go. And it's like, okay, it's like, well, are you talking about like people, like Christians, who think you can change or decide differently, yeah. or is whether, that yeah, or yeah, either either you can change or just like 
just like straight up, oh, uh, since you're gay, uh, you can't be a Christian. So there's also right. those types of okay. people as yeah. well. So and um, yeah, so that's that's kind of a, a struggle that I I deal with. Um, not on a daily basis, but every now and then before like in the 2000s and early 2010s, that was like a daily basis. But now I'm sure. com- comfortable with who I am. Um, I am confident in what I'm going to say and how um, I'm going to say it as well. So that way, another person can understand where I'm coming from. Yeah, that's great. You briefly mentioned internalized homophobia. Is that something that you feel like you've overcome or is that still a factor? I think that's still a factor. I think um, there's probably to, there's probably an extent of internalized homophobia that almost everybody um, will deal with, um, whether like they've been out for like five years or ten years or maybe like thirty years. Um, I think majority of the gay community or just LGBTQ plus uh, in general, just like some internalized homophobia or whatever that they still have to deal with. And I, I, I probably will like deal with it till the day I die. And that's okay. You're still learning. You're still learning um, how to better yourself and how to um, um, not uh, it, how to get the toxicity out of your life as well. So you're still human in the end. Um, Matt, I want to ask you then, what's your greatest joy in identifying as gay or having this identity? What is God, what is, what is God doing in your life? Tell the people. Yeah, so I would say this is this is probably narcissistic of me. Um, Go for it. But it feels like I like having a different perspective of straight people. Uh, there's a lot of stuff that I do see um, within the like quote unquote straight community that's like that they do lack, and I have a different perspective of like going about it in life. And I mean, I do have a lot of straight friends and they do do stupid stuff, just trying to either get the, get the girl or get the guy and they don't think twice. And for myself, it's like, okay, it's like maybe like look about it like this way. And it feels like for the narcissistic part of me, it feels like I'm better than them. So yeah, you can, I mean, you can take it as you're not wrong. whatever. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you're not wrong in in the sense that I think our community want to, and we'll see if this is consistent across the interviews that I have with my guests. But like mm-hmm. we possess an empathy and an intuition that I think you're right. I think a lot of straight people, but particularly straight men, lack mm-hmm. or aren't as fine tuned as what our experiences have kind of helped shape us to be. Yeah, um, which is more in tune with our emotions and more in tune with how people receive us or how we fit in socially. Mm-hmm. Like, these are all things we had to like learn on a visceral level growing yeah. up. Um, and so I think that's, I like how you put that. Like you like having that little chip, uh, little extra perspective that other people, other people in your life maybe don't have as easily. Yeah. And not only that, but it, it feels like um, you're pretty unique as it is. And then add the layer of, uh, sexual identity and um, it's like okay you're probably even even more better than than that so. sounds like a lot of fours a lot of fours are rubbing off on you matt you love this a little <laughs> unfortunately i have three fours in my life and i hate it right now but i mean there, there's actually some truth no there's actually some truth to that like you i mean you are a unique person as it is with sexual identity um you have like another level of probably being even better person than your straight counterpart. 
and you should probably at least like take some joy in that. So, mm-hmm. um, be, be okay with being different. That's a great one. It's a great one to, to end on Matt. Thank you. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. This was, this was lovely. You know, I think we, I could talk for hours with you, Matt, because you have lots to say and we have known each other oh, yeah. for over 10 years now. And so I appreciate just this little glimpse, a little glimmer, um, as the sun is setting behind you, it's, it's like a fitting metaphor, yes. a little glimmer of Matt, um, in the identification that you have. So to, to tie a bow on it, identifying as gay and Christian, but not mm-hmm. gay Christian. Is that some of it? Yeah. Well? Formerly SSA, now gay. Yeah. And narcissistically is better than everyone else because of it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's... <laughs> Did I sum honestly, it up well? <laughs> no, yeah. You summed it up pretty well. Like, I'm not going to lie right. about it. Like, there is some narcissistic tendency that I do have, and I'm just being honest. Because if, Matt, if you were not gay, you would just be some... Ran- you would just be some standard skater boy. For real. Like, join the crowd, you know? There's so many of yeah. us. Yeah, I I probably will be one of those people who are just, like looking for a relationship and having like the sixtieth girlfriend like within like my mm. whole life as of right now. This so is, yeah, I mean this opens up a whole other thing. It's like this this like valuing mm-hmm. of friendship that I think our community excels in. Like you know, yeah. not to say that we don't have romantic longings because we do, but I think this mm-hmm. focus on friendship is like a really like it's a strength I think in our community. And yeah. I visited you and you have a million friends. Like you clearly love your friends and your friends love you if they, if they stick with you. So yeah. Well, they better love me. uh, That's good. Yeah. Yeah. It makes, it's part of who you are. And I love that. I love that about you. Oh yeah. Matt, I've already joked with you on and off the air, but I will visit you again once you come visit me. So come visit me in the Jewel of the Blue Ridge. Yeah. I, yeah. You actually, you did your part. I need to do my part. And I actually do to visit you. Yeah. No pressure. I know it's like kind of an inconvenient place to get to, but yeah, I, I will make it worth your. I will make it worth your while. Yeah. Well, if I find a thousand dollars for a round trip, um, I'll I'll head out there. Someone find someone out there listening. Find us a deal from the land of enchantment to the jewel of the Blue Ridge. Let's let's get some let's get some deals flying, and we can get Matt yeah, here. Send me yeah. Send send me a thousand dollars. So. <laughs> We're yeah. just a thousand dollars. All right, Matt. Matt, it was a joy to have you. Thank you for taking the time in your vehicle. Oh yeah, where you always record when we're not recording together in a room. Yep, as always. And stay tuned, y'all. We'll keep I, we'll keep going around the room, and we'll see who else appears next on the show to identify however they do and share a little bit of their story. It's going to be fun to um, see all sides of the rainbow on this series spanning the spectrum i don't know we gotta like find a, a nice net snazzy title for this uh for this you'll figure series. it out we'll figure it out yeah. as we go thanks for kicking it off matt yeah you're welcome so y'all until we cast our next convo on the other side of the spectrum or whatever the name of this thing is see ya laters, laters.